91.3 KBCS, Music and Ideas, listener-supported radio from Bellevue College. Some of our region's Iranian-American women speak about how the Women Life Freedom Uprising in Iran has impacted them. Before the killing of 22-year-old Jina Masa Amini by the Iranian morality police, the country's economy wasn't healthy. Unemployment rates for young people with higher education was 43% in urban areas in 2022. After the death of Masa Amini, Iranian women led protests throughout the country alongside ethnic and marginalized groups, leading to hundreds killed and thousands arrested. Rallies were also held all over the world, namely 80,000 who participated in Berlin, 50,000 who participated in Toronto, hundreds who participated in Bellevue and Seattle, Washington. Meanwhile, the Islamic Republic of Iran ordered a near-total internet blackout. Iran's economy took a nosedive shortly after the start of the uprising and continues to wane a year afterward. Since the protests, cost of food has gone up 70% more than this time last year, according to Al Jazeera. Also, the inflation rate has been rising at about 50% per year for the past years, according to New York Times. Today, you'll listen to local Iranian-American perspectives on the Women Life Freedom Uprising, which started last fall as we observe the one-year anniversary of Jina Masa Amini's killing. We start with Shirin V, who was a pharmacist in Iran before immigrating to the U.S. Shirin chose to abbreviate her last name to protect her identity. V describes her life in Iran and how the women life freedom events have affected her. Islamic Republic was there when I was born. Uh, So my whole experience of life was under their regime. So first, I really didn't know how it differs from the rest of the world until like I was 20 something and I first stepped out of there and I realized the life outside Iran is very different. Experiencing back in Iran when uh, we had to wear a hijab and like when you go outside um, for being yourself at least you choose your clothes. So you choose a clothes out of your closet. It was available at the markets and you could wear then when you go in the street, somebody stops you, arrests you, and then saying that, oh, your clothes is not good, in our opinion. <laughs> this happened to me, my sisters, and it was big, big shock. Like, I couldn't get out of this feeling, this bad feeling of, like, insult. Hey, I was just going to a job interview. You ruined my happiness for, like, weeks and months, and some of those happenings never got out of my brain. How come somebody arrests me in the street because of my clothes? That's the way I can be just myself. And then uh, when we were going to university, like imagine you're going to your class happily. Oh, I'm going to study in university and like I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to be a pharmacist. Then somebody at the gate stops you and like talks about your socks. Hey, your sock is like not long enough. These are very big assaults that like ruins your feelings for so long you can't you can't pass by and say never mind and then it's something when you experience it and it's something when you see your beloved are being so insulted like my younger sister 
when she was arrested and she was so fearful she started crying and I was trying my best to make her feel better but I couldn't um and then I told them if you're taking my sister I'm gonna come with you but eventually I couldn't really make my sister feel any better um she couldn't really stand this much stress long story let me tell you another one I was uh, uh in the wedding of one of my uh, high school friends some kind of uh, parties are forbidden in Iran men and women cannot dance together or like go without hijab uh, in a party and like uh, play special music these are like forbidden so just imagine some people were trying to hide in very far away gardens to just have a wedding party in the way that they like to do it and it was my friend's wedding a uh, police came in the party the bride and the broom uh, had to run away and then the police arrested the parents and then the rest of the guests were had to like leave the whole party it was a shock it never goes out of my heart i can't go away from it these are too much of experiencing harm in like everyone's confidence feeling of what we are what are we living for what are our rights how far could government come into our daily things inside our homes? These are all that I was experiencing and I was mm, suffering from everything. So I was coming to America and I wasn't feeling like I'm having a, a good life now. Family members and friends and everybody is back there and I can't take them all with me. So it never felt good come be, be in America and like live freely. I felt like I've lost everyone. I have to find a way to either get them here or actually just let them leave this kind of freedom back there. Until one day I noticed, wow, young girls and boys in Iran are in the streets. They are really protesting. I could never believe they can be this much brave they were protesting and they were really burning the whales and hijab i was so encouraged and like i was i was so happy is it really going to happen are people really going to just change everything i was like awake all the nights to the morning to follow all the news i was feeling if there is anything i could say if there is any comment, anything I could put anywhere to change this process, to help this really happen, I would do. Uh, I would never lose this chance. This is the whole thing I could wish for my whole life, that my country goes free and all the people I left back there could like live a better life. I, I really do not want new generations to suffer what ruined our personal lives when you were arrested tell me what that experience is if i'm not wrong um the very first years when they had this uh, kind of morality police it was the same police as the whole city police uh, but now it's different it's a different place they take you into different stations which is not the same as a city the traffic police it's not the same police 
they take you somewhere away they um do not even let you see where you are going like all the curtains of the van which is taking you is like closed but eventually there are some certain <laughs> certain stations that they take you and it happens several times then everybody knows where they are gonna go <laughs> so yeah it, it's so horrible they take you there they uh, take your devices away from you so that you cannot tell anybody then they what what happened to me was like they take pictures of you hey look back look this way right left they take several pictures to say we are recording you as a like criminal of not wearing proper clothes so this is so scary to young people like when i was arrested i was a little bit older but i i'm sure when it happened to my sister and she was younger she was really scared she was taking it so serious she felt like oh am i really this much criminal yeah, you can see younger girls there, just they start crying. They start like saying, oh, excuse me, I'm so sorry for what I was wearing. You talked about the wedding. I thought I had seen something about um, something about dancing. Is is dancing um, also not okay? For many years, not only dancing, but also all the like kind of, uh, most of the uh, music instruments were uh, forbidden, like they they were banned. Now some of them are free to use, but um, women still cannot sing in public or dance. It's against law. Yeah, it's forbidden. Women cannot. All right. But Thank now you. they are doing it because they, since last year they have been. Since last year, many people has come in the streets trying to like dance in public because they are kind of showing a protest. They are just becoming aware of their rights and they are becoming brave to act against those rules. Just since last year, I can't say. It can be seen from Americans that those Muslim women are just so oppressed and they can quickly go to an anti-islamic thing you know and then then it's like oh the hijab is bad 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 you know when there's you know women who are very empowered uh you know in other countries too who who wear hijab okay so i'm gonna uh, um try to say my uh opinion about this as of my understanding um the tra translation of a religion is different by different people so when there is a religion out there people might practice it a little bit little bit slightly differently and uh, it's just a personal uh, process you might experience it sometime in your life and then change your thoughts so it's all by you using any uh, book whether it's like religion book or like any thoughts any traditions whether it's um, like being religious or not, it's just on you, on your decision. Uh, everybody should be uh, free to do that. But when uh, in a country, everybody is forced to obey some kind of laws that's like clergy decided at this time, because, you know, clergy change their mind over the time. 
Is it like a, the religious intolerance that is a concern then, you know, because it's affecting the lifestyles of people? I would put two other words. If I say mandatory religious rules, mandatory Islam is harming. So one word is mandatory and the other is forced. Forced Islamic rules are going to be harmful and are going to ruin people's lives because they cannot decide by their own mind. They cannot go through the religion and this experience of like trying these kind of beliefs and thoughts by themselves. Try, try it in their, some part of their life and see if they like it or not. When it's forced or it's mandatory, that becomes uh, something that we are really against. Because it didn't let us leave humanity. That was Shirin V, Iranian-American resident in Washington, who used to be a pharmacist in Iran before moving to our region. As KBCS pursued this topic, a number of people in the community were hesitant to disclose their full name for personal safety in case they visit Iran, and for their family's safety in Iran. But then there was Farzane Darabi, who insisted in using her full name. 100% please use my name. My name is Farzane Darabi. Why is it particularly important to use your name? Uh, when you leave your country, it means that now you are under a different country's responsibility. So now you are free to do as you wish. If I cannot use my own name in the new country, the free country, if I'm not able to use my own name, that means that my prior country it still has power over the, my rights and my freedom. I was a journalist prior. And I left my country in 2010 because I could not be free in my own country. And for 14 years, I was a journalist for paper that was very popular. Tell me about your personal experience with the Woman Life Freedom Movement. At the very beginning, when this movement and this revolution started in Iran, I was in my bed and I was just looking at the news and reviewing what was happening. And because of the time difference, I was up, up until morning going through the screenshots, looking at all the events that were, that were happening. Uh, my biggest fear was, God forbid, that Iran might have become free and I have missed that moment. So, in a sense, it wasn't that I became free, I became awake. And I thought at that point, I decided I'm free now, I'm awake now. And I may go back to Iran or I may not. But at this point, I'm going to inject this freedom and this awakeness to everyone and the world if I can. And so at this point, I became free. I became, 
I became awake and I was empowered. And I thought, at this point, this, my love for freedom and awakeness is ahead of my love for my family in Iran, for any oppression. It's beyond my family. و شروع کردم هم هر آنچه که من تجربه کرده بودم هر آنچه که دیده بودم and at one point i did not care at all it did not matter to me if i was walking alone or if i was or anyone was beside me uh, i was going to do this alone i was going to be empowered to be free منتظر آدما نبودم اون چیزی که من تجربه کرده بودم و دلم میخواست به نمایش بذارم And so I'm here to just share that experience with you to say that freedom is more powerful than love, than our families, than our kids, and our country. Are you planning to go back to Iran to visit or to live? Aslan. Not at all, not at all. But I am tasting freedom here and I'm gonna try to spread that in the world. And But right now I live in Bellevue and I'm enjoying every minute of that freedom. I wonder why ancestors never protested. And now I feel like I'm the awakened one out of them and now I'm going. And now I feel so empowered because I feel like they're with me, I'm not alone, and nobody can confront me because I'm not alone. I'm many. That was Farzane Darabi, local Iranian-American resident who had been a reporter in Iran before moving here. Darabi spoke about her experience with the Women Life Freedom Uprising, and its impact on her. Feminists for Gina groups around the world are organizing a march and rally in observance of the news of Gina Masa Amini's killing in Iran as a woman who was arrested for the way in which she wore her hijab. Masa Amini died in custody of Iranian morality police. This event sparked mass uprisings throughout the country against the current Islamic Republic of Iran. The rally in March is tomorrow evening, Friday, at Seattle's Cal Anderson Park at 7 p.m. The event will include well-known Iranian revolutionary songs, speakers, and performances. Organizers are adopting a Chilean protest tradition of banging pots and pans. Participants are encouraged to bring pots and pans, spatulas, and spoons. On Saturday, Voice of Iran will hold an event to observe Gina Masa Amini's murder from 1 to 3 p.m. at Westlake Park. On Sunday, Pavan NPO will co-host an anniversary vigil and poetry event on University of Washington campus's Red Square from 6.30 to 8 p.m. For more KBCS stories and to support our work with a donation, you can visit kbcs.fm.